I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Recording. Welcome back. What do you mean? We're not welcoming anyone back. It's just, uh, we're just saying her. Yeah, because they, they've they listened to the last week's episode. Oh, yeah, they did, then, didn't they? Yeah. Now they're back. They're back for... We've got an exciting episode. Oh, God. Can I just score. say that I can't wait for this episode? I, I, honestly, you're my friend, but Carl and I are like really close friends. Really? Yeah. How close? Well, I reckon... I reckon Do you think he'd take a bullet for you? Yeah, he would 100% without even thinking. Would he you would... take a bullet for him? Yeah, 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 I would. Uh, in the leg. I'd take it in well, the so leg. Well, so then you'd both basically be trying to get in front of each other for the bullet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you probably... We'd be fighting to get that bullet. To take the bullet. But, mate, you, you just... But you who just... would be shooting you? You would. No, no, no. Because you'd be jealous just... of our friendship. No, no, I'm very happy for you, your, your friendship. Well, all right. You need, you need all the friends you can get, mate. Hello, everyone. Mm. Uh, we have the lovely, the brilliant, the legend, the boxing hero, sixth pound-for-pound pound best boxer in the world in 2014, voted for by Ring Magazine. I think it was Ring Magazine. Carl Froch on the podcast. Uh, Carl so is not only a hero of mine, he was, a, he was a hero of mine growing up. I think he was a hero of everyone's growing up. And and uh, you know you, you I know you're not you you describe yourself as more of a lover than a fighter, mm-hmm. Jamie. So so uh, but but you you do you do know your boxing like you you obviously you, you like seeing you know proper you know men you know going at it. You that's you, you you like that, but you don't like actually getting physical yourself. I've had three fights, three boxing oh, matches yeah? in my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. so so what 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 about you gonna you gonna have a go at jujitsu now? Or? Yeah, I'll have I've had a go at that when as the, well. When the lockdown's over. When the lockdown's over, I have a go at jujitsu. I'll do those kind of things. Um, I'll probably get in the ring with with Carl as well at some point. We'll probably have a little tussle, a little one on one. You'd you'd love a tussle, don't you? <laughs> you, you? You love a little tussle. Right, everyone. We have the podcast today. Carl Froch is on it. We talk about conspiracy theories. We talk about boxing. We talk about the the legendary fight between him and George Groves, um, and amongst other things, as well as the flat Earth. We talk about the flat earth. Francis, it's a good one. Do you want to intro it, buddy? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Private Parts. Joined with us <laughs> today is boxing legend, Carl Frosch. Frosch. Member of Carl the British Frosch. Empire. Carl, so I said Carl, Carl Frosch. Member of the British Empire. <laughs> Carl Frosch, MBE. There we go. Wait, Carl. So, so you do a you do a podcast with with Darren Fletcher, who's a footballer, not a boxer. You do it every Thursday. Yeah, he's a football commentator. He commentates for BT Sport on the, oh. I believe it's the Champions League. Um, why would you so do yeah. Why would you do a boxing podcast with a footballer? He's quite a clever guy. He, he, he also commentates on the NFL, and um, he goes to the Super Bowl in, in America every year. And he's also commentated on boxing as well. He commentated on my my fight with Lucian Butte on BBC Radio Five Live. So he, he knows his stuff. He's a big boxing fan, and we're really good mates. So it works well. It works well together. I reckon. You should give I it reckon. a listen. You should give it a listen. What, what's what, it called? What, your podcast, Froch on Fighting. 
Frotch yeah. on fighting. Okay. Frotch how long? Fighting. How long did that take to come up with the title? Um, I didn't come up with that. The producers did. I thought it was good. I, I like the way the the cutout Fletcher. He's not on the picture. He's not. His name's not in there. It's because he's. It's because he's not. A, he's not a boxing commentator. That's why. That's because people would be like, "Why the hell is Darren Fletcher on this?" Just as give well? him. Just give him as much stick as you want because it, I'll play him. I'll send him this when it's finished. I reckon. I reckon I could commentate on boxing though. But, but comment. Yeah, commentating on boxing is pretty easy because all you just have to do, you go, oh, there's a jab. Oh, there it is. Oh, he's been hit. Oh, he's going like this. And you just have to kind of do it back and forward like that. It depends. If you're commentating on boxing on the radio, you've got to try and let Describe the Describe it visually, exactly. right? Visually, yeah. But if you're commentating on boxing and people can see it already, you don't need to tell them about... You don't need to tell the audience they've just thrown a jab and a right hand because they've just seen that. Jamie, you'd be so, terrible at it because you'd just so be Jamie on the Warren, on the radio. You'd just be going, oh, he hit him and he now he's hit him. And then he's no, he's no, now he's hit him back. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that at all. If I if I was if I was commentating on one of Carl's let's say let's fights. say me, let's say me and Carl were were fighting in a in a in a super fight. All right, uh, to com- okay. commentate, uh, I would I would say, oh, here he is, the Cobra. He's backing off as usual. There he is. He's backing off. He's putting the jab out. Ball set him with a right hook, with a left hook, with an uppercut. Here he is. He's coming on and he's down. Roger's down. <laughs> He's down again. Yeah, but again, that's radio. That's radio. That's not TV. We can see that I'm backing off and I'm throwing the jab. You've got, <laughs> ex- you've got to explain to the people that are, can already see it what they're seeing. Who's winning? You guys Who- are witnessing history now. Francis Bull <laughs> knocks out Carl Frosch in the final, no, in the first 10 seconds. No, you would, you would, you would have to remember that the, the commentary would only last 20 seconds, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were yeah. too far. Francis would be banging trouble. What are you weighing, mate? What's your? Oh, uh, well, what's I do. I middleweight, but I, obviously I do jujitsu, so that's not allowed in a boxing well, match. Well, don't matter. You can do what you want. I'd iron you out in about fifteen seconds. I can tell just by the way you sat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe. I'm only, I'm only joking. Yeah. We've, only ju- we've only just met. Let's be nice. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate sort of details of our lives on the podcast today. My friend Carl Froch. Woohoo! It's your little intro there, buddy. I like that. Yeah, no worries. Hey, can I can I be totally honest? Um, y- you and I have become very close friends. I would say clo- I would call us close friends. Yeah, I feel like we're just more than acquaintances, or, or we're not. We're not colleagues. just we're, we're, we're just friends. more than acquaintances. Is, yeah, is yeah, not. It's no, not, not close just, friends. No, we're more than, no, 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 not just more. <laughs> I mean, we are more than just acquaintances. You know, we are friends because in a small space of time, amount of time we've had together. We've clicked, haven't we? I'd like to think we've clicked and we get on on a, on a, on a, I don't want to say a spiritual level, but there was a connection there, wasn't there? Why wouldn't you, of course, use it spiritual level. We connected yeah, well, more I don't than... Want to go, I don't want to go too deep and start talking about the pineal gland. <laughs> do we do, what do you mean pineal gland? What are, what are you talking about your glands? You don't know what the pineal gland is? No one knows what the pineal gland is. Yes, they do. That's the gland inside your brain, inside your head. And that's the, that's the gland that gets um, calcified by fluoride. You're not talking about about tripanning, aren't you? They used to think that the actual, like a lot of emotion was in the pineal gland uh, back in. It's called a pineal gland now. It's getting fancy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, but wait, hand that gland isn't that in the thing in your head that they used to do something called tripanning? So used to drill a hole. The Aztecs used to drill a hole in their head to Mm. open up the skull, and then the two things would flow through it. Right? Isn't that right? Yeah, that was that's a bit of a crazy. method to try and get it to flow but yeah they, they, they did used to drill a hole in your head for some 
mad reason, but I'm sure that's not advisable. The, 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 uh, the, the idea behind that was that people uh, uh, believe that your, your brain, when you're, when you're growing as a child, your brain is sort of soft, so your, your brain can expand. And that's why it's uh, supposedly uh, um, uh, children have this sort of unencumbered creativity in this sort of very like special way of seeing experiencing the world where everything feels like magical. So they so they believe that if you tr- if you drill a hole in your head, it, it it basically relieves the pressure on your brain of your brain on your skull. So so it uh, it supposedly okay. brings you back to that childlike <laughs> sense of. Uh, it's also it's also believed that the the pineal gland or pineal gland, depending on how you want to pronounce it, is is actually your your subconscious it's almost like your third eye so it's if if you're quite close spiritually you can have a spiritual awakening and that's your subconscious your pineal gland controls that and it's calcified actually which is also proven through fluoride oh really so and you've got fluoride in your tap water which which i don't drink because i distill all my own water so Uh. you talk about children and the pineal gland and the creativity it's being dulled down from the start, but we can't. Can we talk much about conspiracy theories? And go yeah, yeah. Deep? Listen, this is <laughs> what, what I, I, I love it. Okay, Francis, Francis, I'm just going to give a quick intro because you've never met Carl before, but he honestly, so he's not, he's not just. Firstly, for all of the listeners, everyone knows, you know, 2014 sixth pound for pound boxer in the world. Number six. Number six, pound for pound, best boxer in the world. Pound um, for pound means all fighters in all weight divisions. No one cares. No one cares right. what it means. Well, you said pound for pound, but you didn't explain <laughs> what it meant. So no, Google it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Google it. Doesn't matter. But Carl, so he's got you know, 35 wins. No, 35 fights, two losses. There you go. There's the two. Avenged, avenged one of them. <laughs> okay, well, against George Groves. No. No, no, no. no. I never got to George Groves. I lost to well, a guy called Mikel Kessler. In a very close fight that could have gone either way, um, and some I say, him. I some say him. it went the right way. Some say well, it I went... fought him in Denmark. Listen, I'm not going to say Mikel Kessler didn't beat me because on the night I thought I was in a really, really hard fight, and the fight could have gone either way. When I lost, you know, I didn't complain, but I got the rematch, um, and everyone saw that. I was at the O2 in London, twenty thousand fans, not the big number, but there was twenty thousand there, and um, yeah, that was a comeback fight, the rematch, and I won that. So that was. Ha- Wait, how many people were there? Probably 20 in the, at the, arena, the arena at the O2 in London. 20,000? 20, Where's this going? Where's this... <laughs> <laughs> no, but Carl, honestly, so Carl, so to all of our listeners, you know, one of the greatest British boxers of all time. Um, you know, not only that, not only are you, you, you commentating things like that, but you're one of these people who have just the most, and this is why I couldn't wait to get you on, you have the most fascinating outlooks on life not just because you just your your theories your intellect your different things that you you like and francis this is why you love carl because he does you have a lot of conspiracy theories about certain things well the thing is i'm not i'm not a, before just so your listeners know i'm not a tinfoil hat wearer i'm not the, see conspiracy theory that 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 phrase was created following the jf kennedy assassination by the cia they mm. like to coin the phrase conspiracy theory. So if you try and challenge what you're being told, whatever narrative you're being fed, if you challenge that, like JFK wasn't assassinated, he was taken out by the FBI or he was taken out by people on the inside, they had him killed because they didn't like where he was going, for example. I'm not saying that's true or false. I'm just saying that's one of the conspiracy theories. Um, I will listen to it and I'll draw my own judgment. So I'm sure we're going to come on to it, but some people think the Earth is flat. And 
The Earth very well could be flat, but we don't know for a fact whether it's spherical or whether it's flat because there's no real categorical hard evidence or proof. It's very difficult to, and I'm sure you're going to try, and debunk a flat earther. But can I just say before you speak, oh, I, am not a flat, I am not a flat earther. You are old, a flat earther. Not, you're, you're, you're flat earther. <laughs> listen, I'll flatten you next time I see you. But carry on. Jamie, Jamie, you said you were a flat earther. <laughs> no, I only said it because I sat with Carl for about an hour and he just talked to me about the flat earth. And he <laughs> and he, he, he half convinced me. And I was like, it's, well, listen, it's, well, it's, it's really well, difficult. And then I realised I was talking to a moron. I was like, it's not, it's not flat. You know what? You're, you, how far away are you now? You're, really, you're getting really brave on the end of this telephone. Yeah, <laughs> it's all that social distancing. It's, it's giving him some balls. <laughs> To be honest, he challenged me to a rowing competition on the ergometer, and he nearly beat me. I absolutely nearly killed myself to just yeah. Before before we get into before we get into about three meters. Go on, Jamie. We we had this. We had this. uh, So we. Can't lie, we, we had to do this thing. Um, it was for sports release. Went to the boat race. It was Channel 4 ITV, all the different channels versus each other. And uh, it was the morning. We were just sort of getting to know each other. We're sitting down there. Can't lie, we're a bit bored. He said, go on, let's go. And he's the most competitive man you'll come across. Of course, boxer, you know, just competitive in every single way. Can't, can't bear to lose. So he said, let's have an ergo race. This is in the morning before we've actually gone on the boat. So we decided to do a three-minute race against each other. And <laughs> I've never in my life... I thought I was going to puke half. <laughs> way through and I look over at Carl on my right he's freaking out as well because he can't get any more and he's looking at mine and I, you beat me by what 10 strokes or eight strokes or something like that I, I beat you by about three or four meters so literally nothing really it was yeah that's, that's less than one stroke what I did was I thought this guy's not going to be fit he doesn't I didn't realize he does quite a lot of running and he's quite a fit guy Jamie Lang he's you know he's unassuming you look at him and you just think he's a normal geezer with you know, that just likes to do normal things. But he's a bit of a fitness guy, which I didn't know, so I underestimated him. So I let him go off for the first minute, and I thought he was going to exhaust himself. He did go off quite fast, but he got about a 200-meter or 150-meter head start. So the second minute, I thought, right, I'll catch him now. So I absolutely exhausted myself in the second minute just catching him. So oh my God. Going, into, going into the last minute, we was like both at the same amount. I think we were both at like 550 meters. I was more exhausted than Jamie because I'd just done a minute of catching him up and he could see the finish line. So he really dug in and went for it. So then I was chasing him and it was literally, when he said he felt like he was going to be sick, I was exactly the same. I was shaking. My head, I had a headache. Oh, my and God. I, I, I felt like I wanted to be sick. We literally, this was before we did the, um, this is before we went out onto the water in the boat, but it was good fun. And, I, and, God, and ultimately, I won. So I, I thought Carl was going to have a panic attack. Honestly, he got off and he kept going to me, kept going to me. You're tired, right? You're tired, aren't you? I was like, I'm freaking knackered. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. But, Carl, but we did, we sat and talked about Flat Earth. And, and you know, it's, it's your brother who's a big believer in you know these things and you're very close to your bro um yeah, and your your older brother and he and he's the one who believes it. and you're kind of convinced though that it's well he started saying to me the earth's flat and all this i'm like yeah right then. shut up now then it didn't give it any credibility at all didn't want to listen to him then he's sending me these different things on whatsapp different videos that are on youtube and i'm like right okay you've got my attention so i'm looking and i'm like yeah but what about the sunrise and the sunset and what about ships disappearing over the horizon and what about this and what about that and he had an answer for every single one. And I was like, there's got to be a way to debunk my brother and his flat earth belief. And I'm telling you what, it's gone on for three years and I've given up and I cannot debunk him. And I've, the, the, really? more, the more... There, the, there must be though. What about planes? Planes? There's a guy called Mark Sargent who is the, the leader of the flat earth community. He's like the main man. He's the messiah. He's, he's your like, idol, right? He's your idol. <laughs> he's my he's brother's the, idol. He's your he idol. Poster on the wall. <laughs> he was on GMTV and Piers Morgan was trying to give him stick. And he, he ran rings around Piers Morgan. Um, he just, he's got an answer for everything. And he makes you think, like, when you can't convince somebody or you can't provide an alternative reasoning or you can't prove them wrong, that doesn't make them right at all. But it makes you think to yourself, well, hang on a minute. What is going off? Yeah. Why, is, why is the Antarctica disallowed? Why can't you go to the Antarctica, which is supposed to be this continent on the south of the, the globe model, when actually the flat earthers believe, believe that Antarctica is actually the ice wall that surrounds the whole of the earth? If it is an ice wall that surrounds the whole of the flat earth, why can't we just go there and prove them wrong? Because you're not allowed to go there because there's an we Antarctic are allowed, treaty. But people have been there. Listen, people have been Antarctic there. Treaty, there's an Antarctic treaty in place to say that you cannot explore the Antarctica. You can't go there. You can go there and visit the penguins and have a little ex- expedition for, for 10 grand, which you're not going to want to do because you'll go there, freeze, freeze to death and have a look at a few penguins. <laughs> you can't actually explore it on your own privately and fly over there. You're not allowed. You can yes, just, you can. I reckon I can book it up. I'm going to try look and book a flight. I reckon if I booked a flight, I could do it. No, flight paths, no flight paths go over Antarctica. Why? Even though it would be a shorter, why? That's the question. Why? But is it no, not? But what, no, is it not? Starting. Is it not because you you know you need to fly over a uh, an area within a, with it with options for crash landings? Really? So no, that's wrong. Ten thousand aeroplanes take off and land safely every day. They don't yeah. need to worry about. It's a much shorter distance from. I can't remember the flight path, but the, certain parts of America across to say Australia. It's shorter to fly over the Antarctica. And How much shorter? It. Quite a bit, considerable. Have a look at the globe. Have a look yeah. at the, the fake globe and have a, look at the <laughs> have a look at the flat Earth model. They never fly over it. <laughs> I, 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 I weirdly, I, I sit with you and I, and I believe you. I somewhat believe you because it's true. And I try to Google so many different things to try and debunk it and come well, on well, one thing i think that people that it's, it's this it's this funny thing where so many people are so fearful of sounding silly um that they will uh basically blindly uh uh, uh believe anything that's uh, spelled out by who they perceive to be or pre- present themselves as experts sort of mm. community of experts yeah. but we've already seen examples uh 
throughout history of 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 the science of various parts of the scientific community being corrupted by certain um, companies who want to you know or, or vested interests who want a, a a certain outcome and want people to to re, you know spout off what these what these particular funded scientists are saying you're being, you're being but, very you're being very vague but i totally know what you mean because one of one of the examples would be holistic health treatment holistic treatment yeah. for i like for, holistic health well there you go so a, a real good healthy diet, a strong immune system, you know, yeah. healthy raw food diet with a strong immune system will will protect you against things like the current outbreak of COVID nineteen. But, yeah. but but nowhere do they recommend you go and have vitamin C and. Oh no no, know. that's the, that's the thing. It's it's like. The, what really we the the biggest factor is one's immunity, and what, one of the biggest factors in your immunity is also your your weight weight whether you're obese. So obesity yeah. is has been a major Massive factor, factor in, in in people's uh, mortality rate, uh, infection mortality rate from COVID nineteen. But in in actual terms, like the, the this is a virus which has a less than one percent chance of killing you. I I love the idea of you sitting in your house wearing a tin. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do that's what you do you look you look like a little chocolate kiss you know those one, of the, things. <laughs> one of the big one of the big ones which is quite a common one here we go that, that can't most wait people, most people here we go can't wait <laughs> here we go just, just a real simple one we've, we've, we've recently yeah, yeah. celebrated the 50 years since the landing on the moon 1969 apollo uh, mission don't so you dare don't you dare ask, <laughs> no, if you ask most people like most people there's it's, there's a 50 50 split did we go to the moon or not what, lot, do you, not, what do you think? It's not, it's not considered that, it's not just accepted widely that, yeah, we've 100%, we've definitely been there. Loads of people say, I'm not sure actually, something doesn't add up. And if you think that NASA are lying to you and we, haven't, we didn't go to the moon in 1969, you've got to think that is a massive lie. That's a big lie. That there was a, there was a space race on at the time against the Russians and, the, you know, they kind of had to get there before them and, Stanley Kubrick, who made The Shining, the director, potentially filmed it in a Hollywood basement. There's all these different <laughs> things of what happened. And he's given, he's given signs in his, in his films as well. And you laugh, but why haven't we been back to the moon since? Why can't we go there now? Because we can't be bothered. It's no, 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 because we're told that we've lost the technology to go there. We've lost the technology. We cannot go there, even if we wanted to. We can't put man on the moon. So we did something over 50 years ago now that we mm-hmm. can't do now. Now... 50 years ago, they had a conversation with President Nixon from the moon on a landline. I don't know about you, but I cannot get signal on my phone in Burton George and in Nottingham and, and in Gedlin and Mapley Tart. I can't, how can you have a conversation with somebody on the moon? Just that one point there has got to make you think. There are a lot of questions in, in, this, in this world, you know. Oh, God. Okay, right. We got to that moment in the podcast, Francis, where we need to have the question of the week. Uh, Okay. Make it conspiracy-based. Conspiracy-based? Yeah. I don't know what that even means. Hang on, Francis, dead quick before we move on. Do you think we've been to the moon? Are you on the fence? I don't don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, I've I've seen... um, uh, you know, I've seen a, a lot of compelling evidence both side, both for both sides so of that argument. You're not convinced either way. I don't think we. Well, like, like it, it goes back to this sort of problem of induction. We can never be 100 percent sure. Like, even in science, you can never be, you can never 100 percent prove something because no. actually, the very, the very nature of assuming that the future will resemble the past is an irrational uh, position logically. Mm. Carl, what do um, you think? What do you think? 
I'm not 100% sure. I'd, I'd like to say that we have been there and we've not been lied to. Yeah. We've, we've been to the moon and it was an amazing feat. But the evidence I've looked at, for and against, it's just like you cannot draw a conclusion to say, yeah, we've definitely been there. And when you see the interviews... Of, anything's of, possible. Of anything's possible. I, I, I kind of take the view, like, anything's possible. I think Buzz we should... Aldrin, all, we should Buzz Aldrin we should... was one of, the, one, of the, <laughs> one of the astronauts that went there. And he told a young girl in an interview that we've not been to, we've not been to the moon. We've not been there. <laughs> what are you talking about? You, you can, didn't say you can, this in an interview. You can stick that on, on YouTube and see it. A, a, an interview with Buzz Aldrin and a young schoolgirl. She says, why haven't we been back to the moon if we've already been there? And he says, the problem is we never went there in the first place. You can have a look at that. You can see it. Why would he say that? And why would Neil Armstrong look? He wouldn't swear on the Bible that he'd been there. And he threatened to punch that reporter in the face. The, the, the reporter went up to him. Oh, yeah, I've, and said, seen, yeah, yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, what you, you showed me. Why didn't he just put his hand on the Bible and, and take the 5,000 for charity and say, I've been to the moon? He didn't want to because he's a man of God. He didn't want to lie, did he? So anyway, let's move on. Go on. <laughs> let's move on. God, I freaking love you. All right, Francis, let's have the question of the week. All right, the question of the week. Oh, should we have a boxing-related one? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's see. Uh, okay. Are you Googling um, one? While we're no, on no, the no. Okay. Um, I, had, I had some written down. Okay. Who has the record... For the most consecutive uh, welterweight title defences. Is that a question to me? That's a question to to you, buddy. Both of you. Welterweight. It's not Floyd Mayweather, is it? Yeah, it it must be Floyd Mayweather. Undefeated. The record for the most consecutive boxing world welterweight title defences. Was... No, we don't don't tell you now. You have to guess and then you find out in part two. Is that too hard? No, that's no, that's fine. That's what, fine. Um, what what era was it? What era did he box in? Or okay, you, or do, in, in the in the forties, uh, th- uh, you know, thirties, forties. Oh right, okay. Probably was it Sugar Ray? Was it Robinson? Um, Turpin, some of the old fighters. I'm not, I'm not much of a boxing historian, to be honest. Yeah. It wouldn't be Floyd Mayweather because he's too young. What about oh Duran? Roberto Duran. Now he was more seventies, wasn't he? Eighties. He fought like Marvin Hagler and Leonard and the Hagler Thomas uh-huh. Thomas Hearns Thomas Hearns and um, Marvin Hagler. What a fight! Three rounds. <gasps> All right, Carl. What's your answer? Because we have to find that in part two. What's the, I've got to go Sugar Ray Robinson, but I'm, I'm Sugar Ray Robinson. Jamie, yeah. what's your? I'm going to say Sugar. I'm going to say Sugar Ray Robinson as well. <laughs> I'm going to go. It was on the tip of my tongue, and I've gone for Why the same one. Why don't you say Lennox Lewis or something? <laughs> okay, I rate uh, Evander <laughs> Holyfield. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he wasn't. A, he wasn't a world. Player. Hey, but have you seen? Uh, <laughs> have you seen? Um, uh, what? So there are a few like old boxers coming back to f- to fight now, yeah, right? I've Mike seen Tyson. All this. I, did, I mentioned that on my podcast this week. Tyson oh, Os- Holyfield. Yeah, Holyfield's yeah, coming back as well. Oscar, Oscar Delahoy is talking about fighting. Um, who's the mixed martial arts? Conor McGregor. Yeah, is what, he? What, what I mean, do you? We can't, can't box, can we? What do you think? What do you just quickly before we go into fight? What do you think of this? What do you think of these guys like Tyson and and people coming back to try and fight in their sort of fifties? Do you think yeah, it's do you think, think it's right for the game? Well, Hollyfield, so he's 65 or something. Who, who is it? No, no, he's about 53, Tyson. Yeah. As no, long no, as, Hollyfield. Like, no, Hollyfield's in, from a similar similar sort of age. Oh, he's right. around about the same age. Not 75. What, what is he? 65. 65. <laughs> no, he's not that old. 65? I was, 65? Thinking, about, I was <laughs> thinking about that scene and that of coming to America. Rocky oh, Marciano. Yeah. Joe Lewis was 145 years old at the time. <laughs> no, he's not, he's not 65. But no, I don't. To answer your question, Jamie, I don't think it's a good idea for somebody in the fifties who's been retired for that many years to come back and fight. If they're fighting somebody who's also been retired for a long time and who's also old, like Foreman or or um, or Holyfield, then 
potentially fearing off. I mean, Foreman's a lot older than, than all around. Foreman might be 65. Yeah, yeah, I think it? he's 65, George, George Foreman. Um, then then it's, it's fairer because, you know, the dance partner's correct. You can't put somebody old and retired in with somebody who's currently young and active. It would just be ridiculous. But I'll be honest, Mike Tyson of Vander Holyfield now. I'd have a bit of that. I'd have a look at that. Oh, but, imagine, imagine. I mean, it can only be it can only be four rounds because although Mike Tyson looks phenomenal on Instagram for four and five seconds clips that are on there, the reality is if he tried to do a three minute round, yeah, he'd be he'd like be... you, he'd be like you on that row machine. <laughs> I'd be fine, but like me doing this pull ups again that you made me Those do. Pull ups. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, got? Go I got uh, ten, ten nearly. I think it was. How How, yeah, I did. I, I got beat 10. you. You got you got six. <laughs> nah. Well, I'm heavier than you, that's the problem. All right, Carl, listen, uh, we've got to stop there. We're going to go into part two. Uh, you can't go anywhere, so you just stay there, yeah. right where you are. Stay I'm tuned for part two. Just, just be comfortable, buddy. We'll see you in part two. Don't wait.